Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. Hi, Dan. Hey, Keith. This is, uh, de- depending on your point of view, this is the latest or the earliest we've ever recorded. Because <laughs> yeah. you slept a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we usually record Tuesday nights. Yeah, pretty uh, late Tuesday. Pretty late. Now it's Wednesday uh, morning. Yeah. And sometimes I, when we I, record, I, it is technically <laughs> Wednesday morning. That's very also true. It's past yeah, midnight. I went down for what I thought was going to be a couple hour nap and woke up 14 hours later. Goodness. <laughs> Goodness. Quarantine's weird, guys. It is. Uh, I'm still working on getting some special guests. I think I've decided I want to have a guest for our, not only our 100th anniversary. Yeah. 100th anniversary. <laughs> 100 years of the podcast. Our 100th 100 episode. 100 years, kids. 100 years. Rick and Morty. Uh, not only do I want for the 100th episode but like all the way to 104 which is technically our two-year anniversary yeah so i'm lining up some fun guests and for some probably not fun conversations about living in uh you know pandemic is your yeah. mic falling apart might be okay oh, right. yeah. go oh. with it there it uh, goes <laughs> Uh, on that note, we're always looking for Patreon sponsors. <laughs> yes. For uh, for new new equipment. All right. Do you just want to restart? No. Nope. Just are you sure? Yep. All right. <laughs> you just want to hold your mic like that? Yep. All right. I'm Freddie Mercury. It. Okay. That's fine. Uh, so we'll hop right in. Uh, we're not on the charts, and we have nope. no emails. No. <laughs> no new reviews. Nope. However, ooh, we have a new Patreon hey! supporter. Hey. Now, if you remember. An episode or two back, we had someone who had taken the review while driving challenge <laughs> yes. by the name of Hippie Hater. Yeah. And Hippie Hater is our newest Patreon supporter at our $5 level. Word. Here's the Thank message you. we got. I know, right? Here's the message we got. He goes, I think your show is great and I really enjoy listening to you guys. As far as my shout out goes, I was going to be a troll and ask for a Trump 2020 shout out. <laughs> And something about how I'm looking forward to his re-election in November. But the more I thought about it, I believe it would miss the mark as I mean no malice and don't want to upset anyone. That said, no shout out is necessary and I have nothing to sell. I hope that more people find value in the entertainment you provide and choose to support your efforts as I have. Keep up the great work and I really appreciate how much fun you both seem to have week in and week out. Hippie hater. Now, super sweet. Yeah. Super nice guy. Uh, we're happy to take the money because we are trying to buy some new equipment. Uh, but <laughs> <And how? laughs> everybody gets something. Work so hard. I decided to make a Trump 2020 ad for him. Oh, no. And so here, here is the... Because you gave us your money and you're going to continue to give us your money. Here's your Trump 2020 ad. <clears throat> are you sick of not living in a dystopian wasteland? <laughs> Are you tired of having amenities like water or gasoline at your disposal? Do you think you have too many freedoms and are looking to live under tyrannical rule? Well, do we have the solution for you? Vote Trump 2020. Why drive, walk, or exist in an infrastructure? Vote for glorious leader Trump, and you will get the dry, barren wasteland that you've always wanted, and the world will be your oyster. Trade in that boring Chipotle burrito for an exciting half cup of sand and scorpion parts. Forget Barnes & Noble. All you really need is blood and chrome. Vote for Trump and sacrifice yourself while screaming witness at the top of your lungs to all the sheep around you. <laughs> That's my Trump 2020 ad. Oh, God. 
<laughs> Witness me, blood bag. Witness. All right. Uh, now we're into the actual show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, box office. <laughs> deadline. But what do you think the number one movie in America this weekend was, Daniel? Uh, is it still uh, the same movie? Nope. <laughs> Ooh, it's, a, a it's a new release. Oh, so not Back to the Future. No. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what just came out. Shia LaBeouf's The Tax Collector. Oh, The one okay. where he got yeah, the full body tattoo yeah. uh, for a movie that only released in 129 theaters. Yeah. <laughs> what a waste. Which, yeah, um, he he may have gotten some of them just for himself, like as an excuse to do it, but then got all of the rest definitely he for got the movie. A lot, and like one or two uh, of his counterparts, one, two more of the... Um, uh, uh, like other good. actors yeah. got a couple, but yeah. like not full on. Yeah, he did full on body. Uh, anyway, oh, that made three hundred and seventeen thousand dollars in a hundred and twenty nine operating theaters, and coming at number two again is Empire Strikes Back with two hundred and forty thousand dollars. <laughs> nice. People like the saddest Star Wars. Yep, I like it. Yep. All right, uh, news. Uh, Mulan is getting a full theatrical release in China. Yes. Yeah, in China. Not here. <laughs> not, not here. <laughs> but uh, not, uh, not going to release it over here. Nope. Uh, okay, so here's a story that I don't know enough about, and I spent mm. an hour reading articles, and not only do I not fully understand <laughs> it, yeah. but I don't think I have a stance yet because I see both points of view. Let's talk okay. about Paramount Consent Degrees. Okay. Okay, so here's what happened. A circuit court judge turned over a 72-year-old law that has to do with movie theaters. Okay. And the law is that movie studios cannot own movie theaters. Okay. So Paramount, Warner Brothers, Disney, they can't own specific theaters for theatrical releases. Okay. Sort of like a separation of powers. Right. This is to stop monopolies and other things. Yeah, antitrust laws, that kind this of This was thing. a Supreme Court decision that a circuit judge overturned uh, okay. very recently. Uh, and mostly the decision has to do with the fact, the fact that it affects indie film theaters. So, like, hmm. if the main theaters own 95% of the theaters, they could just cut out the 5% of indie theaters and say, hey, we're not actually not going to release these films to you anymore and hmm. put them out of business. It also... That's buried in this law apparently uh, also affects block booking and block booking is like we're gonna give you the Harry Potter movie but you also have to play this shitty Liam Neeson B movie for three months yeah. if you want the Harry Potter movie <clears throat> as a way of like twisting theaters arms um, and also you know like, again if you're an indie theater you have two or three screens like and you're stuck playing a B movie so that you can play the A movie yeah, it really yeah. affects you yeah so uh, I mean, and uh, I have a note here that even Disney abided by these rules, even though the, the law specifically targets Paramount or Paramount and Warner Brothers. Yeah. Because they're like, they don't want the ruling about this. I don't know enough about this yet. And I've read so much, so I'm still doing my research. But this is, uh, for all intents and purposes, bad. Yeah. This is not good for, like, yeah. competition. And it's, you know, it's kind of forcing people to see movies they don't necessarily want to see. Yeah. The, so. I wonder if this uh, tangentially has anything to do with wasn't there um, like Netflix was gonna buy their own theater, right? And, um, and so they're technically a studio, a, a studio and a distributor. I think this and this, a theater owner. This so. must have because I know Disney owns theaters like in their parks, but I guess they're not yeah. charging. Like there must be loopholes here, and I don't think like one theater is a problem. I think yeah. it's more of a problem, and like I, I feel like there's like some bad clandestine bribery going on because if AMC goes under, mm-hmm. all these theaters are for sale. 
So then yeah. all the major studios could chop them up and they could all have a big chunk oh, of theaters. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or the biggest bidder could buy all of them. Like, what if Disney buys AMC? Yeah, or Amazon. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sure. So yeah, by and large, <laughs> right? Totally. So yeah. I'm gonna keep an eye on this. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and get a guest that knows what this means, mm. and have them on the show and explain it because it's a little or, above me and yeah. the repercussions. I can't see two steps ahead on what this means. Yeah. Um, speaking of AMC, though, mm-hmm. uh, AMC CEO Adam Aaron suggests that ticket prices may rise to accommodate the price of the new cleaning practices. Uh, which I think is fair. Okay. Yeah. I don't hate that. I just hope that it's like, it's to me. Yeah, it's an excuse it's, to keep them there, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. That and they're also once, bankrupt. Yeah. Once the price goes up, it'll it's never coming back down. Right. AMC has lost a reported half a billion dollars in revenue mm. uh, since the yep. beginning of the pandemic. I mean, fucking live entertainment lost like a trillion dollars. So right, prime sure. river, but you know, <laughs> right. Uh, they're also <laughs> looking to increase the price of concessions. To which my answer is how. <laughs> Uh, so like as, when you finally go back you to a movie, already buy a six pack of beer at the grocery store for what right. it costs for a large soda. I literally, I literally have a note here that says this doesn't affect me unless M and M's get more expensive at Seven <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. Oh sure, jack up the prices. That popcorn's eighty dollars now. That's fine. I got Twizzlers up my sleeve. Uh, it's understandable. Uh, the prices of the tickets, I. To, to me, I know theaters aren't making a ton of money off their tickets. Yeah. Uh, but if they just raise the price of concessions, it's the same reason we just said they're going to price themselves out. Yeah. So I think incremental on both is smart-ish. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, going, going back to the uh, live entertainment analogy, is it is it getting to the point where it's like... Uh, how bands don't make any money off of their tour. They actually make the money off of the like merch sales. Sure. I mean, it's similar. It's so like, like, we'll play the show, but we need a merch person so that we can sell X number of t-shirts to fill up the like, gas tank here's what to I'll get say. to the next if, gig. If you've got a, a $10.50 ticket, then $8 is going to the studio. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. We're making two fifty a ticket. So if they so raise the two fifty, to... yeah, to the two fifty is paying for like the projectionist and the person in the lobby selling the sure. ticket. And I'm like, sure over like for big blockbusters, it is a nice. On. <laughs> it probably is a nice chunk of change when there's yeah. like, a big blockbuster, not for the smaller ones, but yeah, uh, you know, if they go up to eleven fifty, twelve fifty, like you know, that's the price of doing business. I get it. Yeah, no one's twisting your arm to go to AMC. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. I think what we. <laughs> What we really need is a uh, raise minimum wage across the country, and then then I'm okay with that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, if you're making fifteen yeah. bucks an hour instead of seven fifty, that extra dollar at the, yeah, the movie theater, yeah, that's kill absolutely, you. yeah. That and makes then it, it way way easier to spend right. that extra. If your minimum dollar. wage is fifteen dollars mm-hmm. and you work a little overtime, you can afford that bucket of popcorn. Yep, it's great. <laughs> that's that's capitalism, baby. Yeah, hop on board, <laughs> glorious leader. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jared Leto tweets <laughs> and then immediately del- deletes the title of the Neutron movie. Oh, did he? So he got cast as the the lead in the Neutron movie. Yeah, he's uh, he's been attached to it since like 2017 or 2015. something. 2015. 2015. Wow. Because so Tron Legacy came out 10 years ago. Five yeah. years ago they were going to do this. Uh, he is apparently a lifelong gigantic Tron fan. He's been like pushing and pushing and pushing for this. They finally Weird. said, "Fuck it, here's some money. Leave us alone, Jared Leto. You goddamn weirdo." <laughs> uh, and he said, "I'm you know like someone tweeted him and then he responded like, yes, I can finally say it." I'm going to be the lead in the new movie, Tron Ares. Okay. R-A-R-E-S. 
uh, and then immediately deleted it like a couple seconds later. Somebody screen grabbed it, which is great. Oh, uh, funny. So we don't know if that's a working title, but something tells me it's not. And yeah. I think that's going to be his character's name. And I think he's going to be the bad guy. I yeah. think this Tron movie will not be a direct uh, uh, a sequel to Legacy. I think this is mm-hmm. going to be from the other point of view of like people in Tron yeah. keep keeping like a status quo. And I think he's going to be the bad guy. Cause you know, Jared Leto looks like a bad guy. Yeah. What I had, what I'd heard was it might be about, um, the, uh, like the opposite of the Tron movies. It's going to be the people in the computer coming out into the real world. Oh, like the end of legacy. Yeah. All right. I don't hate that. Yeah. And Ares is going to be the bad you know the bad guy in the computer basically coming out and sure. leading the army invasion into the I like that you know now does the, your Tron stuff work in the real world like does your light cycle work in mm, that's a good question that's that's, all, that's sort of yeah because I want to see light a representation of like what electrons do on a microchip sure <laughs> so how does that translate out of it yeah uh, Leto also confirmed in the same week that he is doing a biopic biopic what yeah. is it I, I always say biopic yeah biography picture yeah I, I hear people call it a biopic but isn't that what you get when you have cancer you gotta, you gotta take a <laughs> take a piece a, of it out of a biopic yeah anyway <laughs> uh he is going to be playing andy warhol which, okay sure yeah whatever sure <laughs> method act draw me some cannibal soup whatever dude <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know why I'm so anti Jared Leto lately. <laughs> no, it's not like his Joker was that bad. It's not like anything he's done. He was great in Dallas yeah. Buyers Club. There's just no, something I about think it's, him. It's that like that uh, uh, what you call it, the Daniel Day Lewis, the method acting stuff. Right. It's him just being a schmuck when he doesn't have to be. Right. And here's the thing: like <laughs> I love Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. But but when he was filming My Left Foot. Did people need to change his diapers? No. <laughs> when he was playing, you know, uh, paraplegic. When, yeah. Uh, there's, there's, yeah. Did he, <laughs> there's did he a need, line in how much you need, need to stay in to character. Did he write Sally Field a bunch of hand-quilled love letters and freak her out? No. <laughs> you can method act, but you don't, know, like, when you're affecting other people that much. Yeah. Uh, when or he maybe was, you write the letter and don't send it. Sure. Put it, <laughs> like, like, when you write an angry email, put it in your... In your <laughs> put it in your drafts. Yeah, don't send yeah. it. Wait till the movie comes out and be like, oh, FYI, here's here's some of the things that I did for the character as, you know, Blu-ray bonus. Warren Buffett (laughs) says you can always tell someone to go to hell tomorrow. (laughs) You can always say tomorrow. You don't have to do it today. Um, Oh, was the other thing? Oh, yeah, Daniel Day Lewis, when he was filming Gangs of New York, he went out, uh, you know, with like some director and cast members to a restaurant, but he's in character as Bill the Butcher and apparently (laughs) scared the waitress so much with his mannerisms, like he, she wouldn't return to the table. Oh my God. Like, you don't, you don't need that. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to fuck with restaurant staff. Right. On the other hand, a great actor. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Brandon Lee. But like, Hmm. I don't know. Here's the, uh, here's the thing. The sneaking suspicion I have about method acting okay. is, are you that good an actor if to get that performance you have to be in it 24-7? I, I, I mean, for <laughs> like, him, sure. Can, can for Leto, you be maybe a good not. actor? Do, is, do you have to start out as a good actor to have the method make it better? Right. Or, uh, or is your method getting you up to what other people can do without it? Oh, when I, when I watch Daniel Day Lewis and something, I do like I could not tell you what Daniel Day Lewis is like. 
I can tell yeah. you what Ben Affleck is like. I can tell you what Henry Cavill is like. Yeah, yeah, but Did- at the same time, I couldn't tell you what uh, Gary Oldman's normal voice sounds like. If he's I could. not I've a seen method enough actor. interviews with him. But he's he's also that type of chameleon, right? You know, I agree. He is, but he's not a method actor. But right. <laughs> so it's, okay, it can be done without it. They can, but they're both pinnacle of acting. They're both pe- like absolute yeah. top level. All right. So they just got there two different ways. Like if you yeah. told me, you know, uh, uh, Zac Efron was a method actor, I'd be like, no, he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess now Jared Leto is an is an Oscar winning incredible actor yeah. do I think he's Daniel Day Lewis no so the, I admit there's like that tinge of asshole that, that Friday yeah, yeah yeah maybe he's like the in between that, that proves right. the rest <laughs> yeah sure. he has also sent in dead rats to people on Suicide Squad yeah I'm and like, like used to... condoms like yeah. mm, that's no yeah no that's, don't that's ever assault, do that brother. yeah uh, so you know yeah Long story short, am I going to watch this Tron movie? They found a director who will work with that. Yeah. Will I watch the Tron movie? Absolutely. Will I be happy about it? Probably not. (laughs) All right. Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee, who died filming Mm. The Crow. Yeah. Okay. So his costume Mm. that he wore all through, it's the the leather jacket, the leather pants, the leather shirt, sold for $25,000 at auction this past week. That seems low. It was well above the perspective price. Oh, because it's it is a cult favorite, but it's not yeah. so oh, yeah, widely recognized. True, it's like an old cult movie. Now, more to your point, I have a note here. It says the thirteen-year-old wannabe goth in me uh, <laughs> thinks it should have gone for a million dollars. Yeah, uh, but it makes me really happy. And the uh, the reason they started these crow auctions is because they're ca- trying to gauge interest. And the Crow reboots mm. that they've been working on. So apparently, uh, this they, they, they thought it was going to go for around between five and ten. It went for twenty five. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's the outfit he died in. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I thought like you know maybe if it was like one that he had like was screen worn, but not that one. No, it's the one he died but in. That's yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I love the fucking Crow. I'll watch the Crow all day and night. I think that was the first time I ever fell in love with the movie's soundtrack was the Crow. Because mm. boy, did I want to be a, oh, a yeah. moody little gothic kid. That had a uh, Rage Against the Machine song that sure wasn't did. on any of the other albums. Sure did. Yeah. Was it called uh, in, in the Darkness or something like that? Yeah. That was a good ass song. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Jurassic World 3 has a leaked photo. Okay. Uh, it leaked on purpose, not leaked. Yeah. <laughs> they, they leaked a photo yeah. that shows a cryo bin, which is like, you know, like the the thing that Nedry pulls the embryos out of the yeah, point yeah, into yeah. the barber salt. It's like that, but it's like a like a like, like an a, actual non stealthy one. It, it looks like a <laughs> like a rolling toolbox. Oh, okay. And the top is open, and it's cryo bin, and it says on it, "Site B is Lasorna." Okay. So Jurassic World 3 is going to be, uh, for all intents and purposes, have a lot to do with Site B. Okay. Which is where Jurassic Park 2 and 3 take place. Word. All right. Uh, which, uh, to me, makes a little more sense. Uh, so, you know, like Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and um, uh, Malcolm. Ian, Ian Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Played by, why am I forgetting this actor's name? Jeff Daniels. Thank you. Uh, not Jeff, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Daniels. <laughs> That'd be a great recasting. I'm a Jeff Goldblum. Jeff uh, you know, they they're not supporting characters, they are main characters in this one. They're mm. joining the rest of the cast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're trying to do a real end game kind of trying thing with, with Yeah, end game uh, Rise of the Skywalker right. like it's, yeah. you know, it makes more sense why Grant and Malcolm would come back if it is site B because 
because they've both had adventures there. Yeah. Because, you know, so A is gone. And then also, like, to me, the only, like, redeeming part of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is that scene where, like, all the dinosaurs are dying because you do actually feel something. Like, oh, that's sad. Yeah. And you remember there's a whole other fucking island of dinosaurs, so fuck these dinosaurs. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Fuck (laughs) them. You're not even human. Uh, Yeah, so... That, that's happening. It's going to be on Site B. I kind of like that. It's, uh, they're saying that this is going to tie together the whole six movies, not just the trilogy, but that's mm-hmm. what they've that every single set of movies has said forever. Yeah, that's exactly. what they said it's about the Star Wars, yeah. and that was not fucking true. No. <laughs> yeah, in that, by the way, the Emperor is back. Yeah. That, um, <laughs> so I guess oh, uh, Grant's back ties the whole thing together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> that, that movie had more questions than answers. Right. Um, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> mm-hmm. has walked away from his Star Trek movie. Okay. For for either creative differences or, you know, maybe money, maybe because he didn't want his 10th film to be Star Trek because he always said his 10th mm-hmm. film to be the last one. Uh, maybe they couldn't agree how many times Spock could say the N-word. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not entirely sure, but they he is. also had like three different versions of a Star Trek movie going on at the same time. Yep. Uh, it was reportedly going to be based on the original series, A Piece of the Action episode, mm-hmm. which is the 1930s gangster episode. Yeah, 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 where Kirk and Spock go back and they're in those like pointy suits. Right, but it's actually <laughs> yeah. another planet. It's not Earth mm. going back in time. They're on a planet that is just earth 1930s gangster for some reason uh but i what in tng would be like a holodeck episode right uh (laughs) or the royale episode where they they go to the hotel yeah but i had always heard that it was going to be based on yesterday's enterprise tng episode with tasha yar so i don't know who to believe but it sounds like it was just a bunch of ideas that couldn't really come together Um, yeah however the script is Which, still... I mean, kind of sounds like Tarantino style. Right, because he just kind of wings it. He's like, all right, I'm pulling from this, 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 and this, and it works in my brain. Don't worry about it. It'll right. be great. The <laughs> script know? is still around. Apparently, whoever he was writing the script with, like, he didn't have rights to pull it. He just walked away. So that script could theoretically still be made. I say burn it with fire. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> now there are three rumored Star Trek films that may happen. Most are discredited. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One was the Tarantino one, which he walked away from. One yep. was the, uh, the two Chris's. Pine yeah. and Hemsworth, but yep. they said they don't have the money to pay both of them because they both want an astronomical. Uh, of course, and I think I've said this on this podcast before, but just to reiterate, fuck you, Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you in your stupid ass. Not, not a friend of the show. No, not a friend of the show. Very rude to me, Chris Pine. Hemsworth, you're still okay. You're on the yeah. ice though. <laughs> um, and then the the Noah Hawley one, which has been rumored forever, but has like yeah, it was going to be the times. the actual like continuous of the the last three jj ones or the jj verse yeah with uh justin lynn did the third one so those are three uh we may (laughs) or may not see Uh, meanwhile star trek's having you know a renaissance on tv yep you know yeah they're they're doing series after series after series smart keep going which by the way if you haven't seen lower decks holy shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're not gonna get a tv show but it's a good tv show yeah all right. Yeah, if, you, if you're jonesing for some uh, some good TNG era feels. For real. <laughs> All right, time for Dan News. Dan News. All right, what do you got for us this week? Uh, so this week, uh, they announced the director for Captain Marvel 2, who is not the director from Captain Marvel 1. Okay, who is it? Uh, it is Nia DaCosta. Um, good. First black female director for a Marvel movie. That's I was going to say it can't be comic book because mm-hmm. of Old Guard. Yeah. Let's say so. First black female director of a, of a um, Marvel movie like that. Possibly highest budget 
movie for a black female Fuck director yeah. ever. Love that. Um, her uh, this will be her third, I believe, director uh, feature length directorial effort. Uh, mm-hmm. Her first one was uh, called Little Woods uh, from 2018, which is a neon distributed film. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like uh, starring Tessa Thompson, who is Lo- Valkyrie in the Love Marvel it. Universe. Love her. Uh, won various film fest awards for Best Director and for Tessa Thompson, Best uh, Lead Actor. Um, and then her second movie is coming out soon on October 16th, for now. <laughs> right. That's uh, Candyman. Oh shit! She's yeah. the director of Candyman. Director of Candyman, and also has a story um, a screenplay credit. She was damn pick, personally picked by uh, Jordan Peele. by Jordan Peele to direct Candyman. Not that you need a man's uh, endorsement. Not that you do. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's but because she cool. did such a great job with Little Woods. Um, one of the awards that she won from that was like a like an upcoming director right um, award. And it looks like it's like legit, so she's she's uh, on her way. I up, think Candyman is my it. most anticipated movie this year. Mm-hmm. That's the one I want. I want a good the horror. The trailer film. looks awesome. Yeah, it does. I'm usually not one for watching scary movies because no, you're not. <laughs> it's it's just not my thing. But it looks real good. Uh, a lot of people in the industry do uh, 31 days of horror films. Uh, yeah. in October. Yeah, like uh, a schlocktober yeah. is what Movie Bob calls so it. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna do it this year because I have nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna mix it in with a bunch of other Halloween. Like I'm gonna watch the Hocus Pocus. I'm gonna watch adam's family <laughs> yeah. but i'm gonna watch some rough shit too i'm gonna watch yeah. some fantastic fest style gore <laughs> All right. now so in your mind mm-hmm. would nightmare before christmas yeah count in that halloween 31 party. days yeah. okay that's not a christmas movie that's a halloween movie okay it's i mean it's technically both nope because <laughs> doesn't half of it take place during christmas <laughs> i would i would say four percent of it takes place during christmas small part of it he visits christmas town and then they they get ready for christmas and then the day of and he gets blown out of the fucking sky yeah um but (laughs) synopsis of nightmare before christmas uh, (laughs) i i say it's a halloween because i wouldn't watch it during christmas time yeah that's fair i mean i watch it during halloween time yeah it'd be really weird to watch nightmare before christmas around christmas I, mean, I probably would, but I'm not that much of a right. Christmas person. So. Ridiculous. All right, what else you got? Um, we got John Wick 4 and 5. That's absurd. Shooting back to back. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I think last time we talked about it, uh, the directors hadn't made the decision yet whether 4 was going to be one or two movies. Uh-huh. Um, that they felt like either we could make it two movies, let it breathe, do the world building that we're known for with these movies. Or put together one, like, long, super slimmed down, you know, just nonstop action ride. Sure. So it looks like they've decided to do two movies. Right. um, That are going to film back to back. So uh, Keanu Reeves had already given Matrix 4 the sort of shooting priority. Right. Um, He had said that uh, between the two franchises, he's like, you know, Matrix made basically everything else happen for him. So he's like, I want to do Matrix 4 first. Um, So it'll be less of a scheduling conflict as well. Just do Matrix 4 and then then he can just go all the way in with uh, John Wick 4 and 5. 
oh, I wonder if he's finally going to die or take a nap. Yeah. And apparently <laughs> Either there, there's still, um, there's a, uh, a spinoff called The Ballerina. Oh, yeah, about the Russians. About the Russians. And uh, they're the still saying show. that the Continental, yeah. the TV show, is going to be a thing that's going to happen. So that's maybe it's just been on the back burner since COVID or right. since they've been doing <clears throat> the next movies. But that's, uh, yeah, still happening. And then the only th- uh, the other thing that I had was not confirmed, but rumor is the third Spider-Man movie is called uh-huh. Homesick. Which makes sense to me. Yeah. Because there's no way he can go home. Yeah. That's it. Like, once you're outed as a murderer superhero. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Esquire and Maxim Online had been calling it um, Spider-Man Homesick, but... It also might just be a, a placeholder, so as to not confuse it with 2007's Spider-Man 3, directed by Sam Raimi. Right, sure. So it's Makes Sam sense. Raimi's second Spider-Man 3 movie. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Sure. sure. So it might be like, you know, Blue Harvest was to Star Wars. Right. I hope he doesn't fuck this up. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to see Bruce Campbell in it. That's all I care about. Just do, <laughs> yes. do not. He was going to be, uh, what, um, uh, Mysterio, I think. Yeah, in, we don't in the original Which Spider-Man really 4. He's doing a bunch of different things. Yeah. I get it, but we don't yeah. need it. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? I don't, I don't think Marvel will let him go too far off the rails, let alone it's still like a Sony picture and sure. Marvel and too many people to please. So. That's uh, that's all I got. I just want to see Matt Murdock in there. That's all I care about. Right. Just bring him in. All right. Uh, in the why the fuck do we need this file, there is two. Mm. And I'm going to say this week, it's not only what the fuck do we need this, but we don't fucking need this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the aforementioned Zach Efron <laughs> will be the first of three stars selected for a reboot uh-huh. of Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> three Men and a Baby. <laughs> An 80s film starring Steve Gutenberg, Tom Selleck, and Ted Danson about three men being stuck with a baby and their inability the to care for it. Whose voice was Bruce Willis? No, that's Look Who's no. Talking. Okay. No, I'm getting is, those mixed up. Yeah, no, this is Look this is, this um, is Three just, Men and a Baby. Just the three just, of them. Oh, no, there's no woman here. Right, and that's the underlying <laughs> problem is, like, how do you change this to not be a misogynist piece of shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no, we're three men and can't handle one shitting yeah, toddler. Mr. Mom times three. Yeah. I don't oh, understand. God. Not only do oh, we it's not. Oh, a guy doing a woman's job. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Not only uh, why do we need this, but we don't need this. And we especially don't need it with Zac Efron. Not that I have anything against him. Oh, good Lord. I hope he method acts and has a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, no, when Three Men and a Baby came out, it was huge. And it even mm-hmm. uh, spawned a sequel, Three Men and a Little Lady. Uh, yep. Because everyone liked Gutenberg, Solid and Dancing together. But again, uh, not something we need. Now this, <laughs> oh. I thought was an Onion article. <laughs> so Blazing Saddles, yeah. the film. Uh, one of Mel Brooks's uh, great films, but also mm-hmm. terribly racist. Yeah. As but, most of his films are. But like... Um like South Park, it's it's racist to show you how sure. shitty racism is. Right. Is being remade mm-hmm. CGI uh-huh. with cats and dogs. Oh God! For children. Oh, for fuck's sake! It is being is being called Blazing Samurai. 
Oh, God. It'll focus on a dog who wants to be a samurai and is tricked by a warlord cat into becoming a sheriff of a dreary town under his control. A town almost entirely populated by cats. It almost sounds like... Like a, a a conversation Mel Brooks had with a studio exec, and he was like, "The only way I would let you remake it is if you do it with cats." Right. And they said, "Great, thanks." After he had just seen the movie Cats. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we like, so we have your permission. Fantastic. Thank we you. We don't need this. It's very weird. Please don't do it. It already has a budget of forty six million dollars. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what to say about it. It's just it's dumb. <laughs> it's unnecessary. I let I, things be things. Stop re- like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel now. Yeah. We don't need this. Oh All right, my but God. that's okay because we're gonna end on news to lighten the moods. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so in 2004, Blockbuster had 9,000 locations. <laughs> yes, I saw this. Um, oh, it makes me now, happy. <laughs> uh, they went bankrupt in 2010. Yeah. And this year in 2020, it, I assume. It had to have been like franchises, I'm guessing, because there were still there like are. some stores here and there no, you would hear about. You're 100% like... right, and here's why. Because <laughs> I thought the last remaining blockbuster was in Alaska. And that yeah, was wrong. that's what I thought. I'm wrong. The last one is actually <clears throat> in Bend, Oregon. Okay, maybe yeah. it was like the last official company owned right. one was in Alaska and it is a franchise but because it's the last one uh, these guys had basically like oversight of the company and they also had like the <laughs> social media so their social media went dark in 2010 but <laughs> as a beacon of light in these dark days <laughs> they popped up on social media and says hey guys just checking in and then we're tagged <laughs> by Airbnb <laughs> and what they're doing is Airbnb and this last franchise of a blockbuster have gotten together for <laughs> Three days, September 18th, 19th, and 20, a group of four will be able to rent out the Blockbuster to stay in. And they have set up in the middle of this Blockbuster franchise a couch, a TV, some beanbag chairs. <laughs> like neon lights. Yeah. It, it is a 90s sleepover party that you can yes. you can rent out. Now, we With don't know how much it's going to cost yet. windows in the front. Sure. Yeah, so don't fuck in the Blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which is weird because when I get Airbnb. to go to the back room. Yeah. When I get an Airbnb, it's usually just so I can fuck in someone else's bed. Yeah. If we're being honest. So that's not a hotel. Right. Yeah. So uh Airbnb started tagging them. It's like this big promo. So you can only do it for one night, but it's three nights, so it's up to twelve people. And oh you get God. how much are they charging per night if they're only we, doing we it don't for know three? It, wow. it, it hasn't gone on sale. It's gonna go on sale like at a really specific time and sell out in two seconds. Oh yeah. Because uh, so you get to go there, it's like beanbag. They're gonna sanitize it for you. They're gonna give you snacks and sodas, <laughs> and then it's it also says like, and you have your pick of all these new releases on VHS because they're only giving you a VCR, but they're all new releases from the nineties. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so that's happening, and I like that. <laughs> I think that's pretty clever. Yeah, you know, especially mm. for like, there's no way that Blockbuster is making any money right now. Oh yeah, I mean, they maybe it's like. 
had a resurgence in uh you know popular culture thought from captain marvel one when Maybe. she falls through so it I, but I it did... was also used as the shorthand for hey this movie takes place in the mid 90s right <laughs> so we're in a blockbuster right no i looked into it so bend oregon bend oregon where it is mm-hmm. is a mostly elderly community and that's mm-hmm. why because like they can't nobody figure bought out their... a dvd player in the entire town well, that, and they can't <laughs> figure out their netflixes and their yeah, Hulu's yeah. and their hbo maxes so yeah this this blockbuster's days are numbered anyway, unless oh, yeah. it just becomes a super boutique Airbnb. Oh Maybe yeah, this is just a test. Oh yeah, like once a year we'll just yeah put out the furniture and. <laughs> no, I mean all the time. Like stop being a video store and just oh, be yeah. an Airbnb blockbuster all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right, that's our show this week. You <laughs> got any more it. news you want to throw in there? Nah. All right, I, uh, I folks. We are we are trying to get some new equipment, so we did something mm-hmm. kind of special. And the uh, so hippie hater, you know, thank you for the five dollars. Thank you. We need it. Uh, we need more Patreon subscribers. So we thought, <laughs> let's just do a one dollar tier. Yeah. So we you, added. You can always do a one dollar if you. It just took a couple extra steps, no, I think. But now now it's on there with a reward. So yeah. Uh, if you're like, man, we really like Five by Five the movies. They're just not worth <laughs> five dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. Which equates to a a bucket episode that's just too much <laughs> mm-hmm. then how about 20 cents an episode on, yeah. on months with five weeks yeah maybe, maybe quarter an episode most months but mm-hmm. give us a dollar a month for this mm-hmm. dollar i will make up a fake biography for you <laughs> and i will read it on the show yeah i will come you give me your name i'll tell the world what you did in your entire life and it'll all be fake uh <laughs> give us a dollar and, uh, you know, like Patreon takes the most out of the dollar tier. They they recommend don't do <laughs> yeah. less than three. But I I need this money. I want new mics. I want new fancy mood lighting. So if only a few hundred of you do this, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll be fine. Yeah, we, can, we can get an actual mic stand that I don't have to hold there through the yeah. episode. So go to <laughs> patreon.com slash 5 by 5 the movies Pick the $1 or be a hero like Hippie Hater. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck hippies. <laughs> Fuck them all. That's for you, buddy. Uh, go ahead, do that. Uh, thank you, Dan. Or create a profile called uh, Hippie Love and do the fifty-five dollar tier. Show them what's oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah. If you did the fifty-five dollar tier, we would have to every single week talk about how much we love hippies. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and do that too. <laughs> do them both. Give us fifty-six dollars a month. Do both tiers. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, Dan Richardson. Uh-huh. Thanks for waking up. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> Uh, thanks to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes. Like Hippie Hater if you're so inclined. Email us at 5 by 5 film at gmail.com with your questions, concerns, criticisms. Find us on Facebook at 5 by 5 of the Movies. Thank you, Dan, Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire 5 by 5 network. We'll see you next week with another 5 by 5 of the Movies. Roll credits. Roll credits.